Asian Pop Nation on Sin 90.7. Hey guys, welcome back to Asian Pop Nation. This is Jesse, your EP here. And today we will be joined by Tracy, Ethan, Zenya, Lee, Leisha, and of course myself. You guys just heard Tic Tac by 8 Turn, which is a new boy group debut. And before that, you guys heard Love Me Like This by N Mix. We have a very exciting show for you guys today, featuring a two-part interview with the amazing solo K-pop artist Alexa, who was recently on her Girls Gone Vogue tour across Australia and New Zealand. We will also be breaking down some of the upcoming manhwas which are going to be turned into animes, and by we, I mean mainly me and Lee. <laughs> and marking part three, or whatever part we are on, of our instalment of what Asian countries are doing to address the low birth rate, we bring China with their state-sanctioned dating app. We all know that Japan is known for all kinds of amazing foods, but today we will be taking a deep dive into all of their wacky canned foods. But before we get into any of that, we will of course be playing a few more songs for you guys, starting off with Damn by Wes Atlas. Welcome one, welcome all. This is Asian Pop Nation, and yes, this is still your EP. I shall stop doing that now. Uh, you guys just heard Party Without Me by Tiffany Day. And before that, you guys heard Drowning by Bobby featuring Soul. And even more before that, you guys heard Damn by Wes Atlas. Now, coming up, you may have heard this teased in our little intro earlier, but we will be speaking to the amazing Alexa. And you guys may have heard about her from last week when we were running down some of our shows, some of the Asian shows that were playing in Melbourne. Or you might remember us talking about her even earlier when she won the American Song Contest with her single Wonderland. Now, she will be joining us in studio today and, yeah, roll the tape. Roll the tape. Hey guys, welcome back to Asian Pop Nation. This is your executive producer, Jesse here. I am also here with Leisha and Ethan. Now, for those of you guys who tuned into our show last week, you guys may have heard that we ran through some events in Melbourne that featured Asian artists and Asian people. And one of those is someone who is currently on their Girls Gone Vogue tour across Australia and New Zealand, and who is also currently in studio with us today. Yes, we are talking about Alexa. Welcome. Wow. Wow. <laughs> Got like the silent clapping. Silent I am like clapping. terrified. <laughs> so just repeat the audio. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh, we are literally in the presence of iconic girl boss. There, I say, oh, right here, oh, Alexa. Please. Oh my gosh, massive, massive fan. So I'm just gonna try to be best calm and collected as I can be, of okay. course. You're doing great so far. No, thank you, thank you. <laughs> and of course, we want to say a big welcome to Asia Foundation right here on the Sin. And I guess for all of our listeners that are tuning in, could you tell us a little bit about yourself? Yeah, sure thing. So my name is Alexa. I am a K-pop artist that debuted back in October 2019 with my debut single, Bomb. Uh, currently on my Girls Gone Vogue tour. I was just in Auckland, New Zealand, was just in Sydney, and now I'm here to grace Melbourne with my presence. 
and Grace, you shall. Like, I think we all, do you understand, like, the peak excitement that we have about your show here in Melbourne. And for people who may not know, it is happening on April 1st at 170 Russell on Woo! April Fool's. Specifically. Yes, and it is not an April Fool's joke. It is actually a concert. You're so actually come. coming, guys. Yes. Swear. <laughs> <laughs> you mentioned you've been in Auckland now. You just recently dropped from Sydney as well. Yeah, yesterday. How has the experience been so far? It has been so fun. Like, oh my goodness, starting the tour in Auckland, New Zealand, of all places, like, never in my wildest dreams did I think, oh my gosh, one day I'm going to be in New Zealand, and not just for funsies, but also because I'm going to be a K-pop artist who's touring, and so, you know, the energy was incredible in New Zealand and Auckland, and then I had the wonderful opportunity to come to the land down under, <laughs> and then here we are, I was in Sydney, and the crowd was hot, but I've heard that Melbourne's going to be even more, like, turned up, so I'm excited. Oh my gosh. I'm excited. You are feeling the um, Sydney and Melbourne beef that's just constantly happening 24-7. Oh, there's beef, <gasps> I see. It's just like Australian lore, they don't get, I can't believe you just said lore out loud. Lore. <laughs> <laughs> Let's focus on the superior state, aka Melbourne, real quick. Okie dokie. Has there been like anything, like during your whole time in New Zealand and Australia, something that you really want to do while you're like here? Not gonna lie, there actually hasn't been much downtime, to be honest. <gasps> we've been very busy every day with schedules, and if we don't have schedules, then we've got interviews. But that's all good. Um, but I will say, yesterday I knocked something off my bucket list because I went to the convenience store and I found a kangaroo jerky. Oh my god. I tried kangaroo meat. Please, you like it? Yeah, what's yeah, the verdict? I thought it was actually pretty okay. Oh my god. I liked it, yeah. You can get kangaroo steak, I think, at um, supermarkets as well. I heard, like, the actual, like, meat meat, but yeah. I was like, oh, jerky, that seems easy and affordable. So, but, yeah, I was I was shocked. I was like, oh, delicious. I'm so sorry, but uh, delicious. Is there anything else you've wanted to try in Australia as well? So, I've already tried Vegemite as well, if that was a question, but uh, I actually liked it. Yeah, it wasn't bad. I was, I was surprised, honestly, that I liked it, but just very salty. That's like someone who's lived here for like 12 years now. Even just stuff like Vegemite, I've only tried like once when I was like 13. Really? And let's say the reviews were not raving and kangaroo mm. mean, still too terrified to try. So I think you've like hit, oh. you've hit, you've hit the benchmark already. Wow. Honorary Aussie. Honorary Aussie. Okay, I'll <laughs> coming, take it. Coming from the one person who doesn't have an Austrian accent. <laughs> <laughs> But, okay, let's get into all things, your music, your discography, and all that stuff. Something that I've always been very curious about is who is Alexa behind Ooh. the scenes in the studio whenever okay. you're making, like, new content? Like, who is she? Who is Alexa? The listeners obviously can't see, but I'm currently pondering. I have this expression on my face in which I am pondering. I am deep in thought right now. Who is Alexa behind the scenes, especially when it comes to like the music making process, the creative process of everything? I'd say that she's a highly emotional person that puts a lot of herself into her work. Whether or not it's a fun, upbeat song like Back in Vogue, or if it's a more slow song like Please Try Again, I kind of try to tell a story with everything that I do based off of either personal experiences or just stories that I create in my mind. That's so beautiful, and I think it's just Thank like, you. oh my gosh, it's like adding to my little, like, fun facts about Alexa. This is like... Oh, you're keeping tabs on me now. Okay. <laughs> okay, I see. Oh my gosh, but I think, Ethan, you have a lot yeah. of curiosities when it comes to, like, the music video production specifically. Ooh, yeah. so okay. I think your music videos are some of the most high-produced in the industry. I was having a look through, and you've done a lot of stunts. I have. You've done, like, wire work, you've done deep diving, mm -hmm. you've done a lot of green screen work. Mm -hmm. A lot of times you're also acting against, like, CG 
CGI or other versions of you as well. Mm-hmm. What would you say has been the most challenging, but also the most rewarding? Yeah, I have done quite a bit of stunt work and just a lot of really interesting things I've gotten to experience thus far being a K-pop artist and filming videos. Uh, but first and foremost, thank you for complimenting the videos because my company is a music video filming company. So your face music videos, we've probably filmed them. So anyways, not going to lie, the most challenging but most rewarding stunt I've done so far, I think, is in Revolution when I run past the exploding cannons because oh that was tricky. I got hit like five times. Oh I had to go God. to the ER, but um, we were in the middle of shooting and I had to go to the ER, but uh, it was fun and it looked really, really cool in the end. So I'm very pleased with the outcome. I was going to say that was easily one of the most like wow things, like Thank especially you. when they show the behind the scenes stuff at the end of the video as well. Uh-huh. It was like, wow, she actually did do this. That yeah. was incredible. And it hurt. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> While we're talking about stunts, in the American Song Contest, when you mm. performed Wonderland, between each set, you gradually got more stunt work involved. So in the f- yes. in, by the second one, you were on, like, wires, flying above stage. Was that, like, scary for you to do? So, fun fact, in regards to the semifinal stage with the, the ropes I was on, there were no wires attached. If I fell, I would have fallen. Wow. So, yeah, I just had to completely rely on my core strength. But fun fact, my stunt trainer for the ropes, she was actually Catwoman's uh, stunt double at one point. Wow. Her name was Ruthie. Shout out to Ruthie. Ruthie, I miss you wherever you are. You, I don't know if you're going to hear this because this is Australia. But um, but yeah, we just kept leveling up, leveling up. And it was a little, I was a wee bit apprehensive going into everything because I love heights personally, but I don't enjoy the idea of falling. I don't think anybody does, to be honest. But yeah, no wires on the semifinals. And then with the throne for the finals, I had like a little seatbelt on the throne that locked me in safe. So no worries there. Everything was safe and sound. No mistakes happened. Everything was good. Well, it did look incredible, and obviously it shows for it, because in the American Song Contest last year, you did bring home the win for Oklahoma. I did! Yes! How how did that feel, like, in the moment, and then now, like, in retrospect? Like, how how is that... Oh, me, oh, my. Uh, I mean, looking back on that moment, because it's forever immortalized on the internet, I have the ugliest crying face when the camera pans to me, but it's because it was such an emotional moment. I mean, you know, not only was it a win for Oklahoma, my home state that, you know, raised me, it was a win for the K-pop community as well, but also the Asian community, you know? I feel like nowadays in mainstream media, there's a lot more representation than we had when we were kids, because, like, what, all we had when we were kids was, like, what, Mulan? And that only covers Chinese culture. But yeah, I just felt like it was a massive win for just the Asian American or just Asian overall community. And even thinking about it now, it just, I'm just very happy and very proud of what we did. Not just me, but my team. Everybody that came with me from Korea, the choreographers, the dancers, everybody that put their blood, sweat and tears into Wonderland. It was just a really fun time. And so since returning to Oklahoma as Alexa now... Have you noticed a big difference in the K-pop community in America? Oh, I would definitely say so. Whenever I went to Oklahoma last year on tour, I was so surprised what the turnout was for my concert. Like, it was a sold-out concert. The venue was packed. And, like, thinking back to whenever I was in middle school and high school and I liked K-pop and I got bullied for it and everything, it's like... Never in a million years would I think that at my own concert, as a K-pop artist, it would be a packed house full of K-pop fans. It's just so interesting to see how huge K-pop has become in the last few years even. You know, bridging the gap between Korea and Australia, Korea and America, Korea and wherever countries they decide to go to. I don't know. It was just... 
big difference, big difference. A lot more people know about K-pop now, and I'm happy about that. I hope you, I just like when you're envisioning the front runners and all that stuff, like pioneering and changing like the K-pop industry. I hope you see yourself in oh. that thing. Like, come, I think like we have not exaggerated just how iconic that freaking performance was of, of Wonderland. Thank <laughs> you, I appreciate it. <laughs> and something else that I was actually very curious about is that right after your American Song Contest very well-deserved win, of course, you then released your third EP titled Girls Gone Vogue. Wow, the name is very familiar. I wonder if it's the mm. title of a concert happening in Melbourne soon. Who knows? Mm. <laughs> and alongside with that, you release your title track back in Vogue, which I have to say my favorite title track from you. Oh, you. <laughs> For a lot of people, this would be like your first body of work after mm-hmm. the American Song Contest. Did you feel any sort of like, I guess like nervousness and stuff when it mm. came to working on this EP, considering like you had so many new faces that were like tuning into you now. Yeah, I mean, you know, we wanted to definitely start everything off with a bang because, you know, American Song Contest was this very large, momentous occasion and we didn't want to just come back with something kind of just insert deflating balloon noise here but you know what I mean you know we wanted to have something with the wow factor that's why there was so much CGI that went into the Mm -hmm. music video like so many special effects and also in regards to choreography we wanted to level it up so we included some elements of voguing of course the whole song is not voguing that would have been quite difficult for me personally because I am not a ballroom professional but we also hired the choreographers of Wonderland to choreograph back in vogue so and these people have worked with people like Christina Aguilera Janet Jackson, Justin Bieber, Ariana Grande, Beyonce. So, um, yeah, we just hired the best of the best for Back in Vogue. Mm -hmm. And I think, like, again, you can definitely see just, like, the level of, like, uh, like, how to even describe the title track itself. It's just, like, it's just so good. It's amazing. Thank you. as someone who actually used to watch you way back in like Produce 48, oh, oh, and I don't know if that name invokes like a sort of instant reaction. Oh. Fight or flight. <laughs> <laughs> Seeing your growth from like that point in Produce 48 and me being like, yes, the peekaboo cover, she's gonna the bake peek-a-boo. it. <laughs> to like you now as like a solo artist. I don't know. From like a fan's perspective, it's just such a delight to witness. And I guess, do you have any particular moments where you kind of look back to that particular Alexa and do you kind of think like, ooh, there's some words of advice I would love to say to this little version of Alexa mm-hmm. back then? First and foremost, I'd probably say, don't worry, someone will help translate things for you because you don't know <laughs> Korean yet. I know you can read and write it, but you don't know anything past Anyang Haseyo. <laughs> and that will embarrass you in the future, but that's okay. Um, also... Be careful when wearing heels because you're going to mess up your knee, but you're going to keep going anyway and you're going to keep fighting and you did the best that you could. So don't worry about it. Yeah, you're going to look back with fond memories, quotes, <laughs> quotes around fond. But uh, yeah, it's, it's, it was a learning experience and you're going to take away some good stuff from it. Did you find it stressful to be in that kind of production, like this massive TV production, especially because you said you didn't speak Korean as well? Yeah, no, I mean, right off the bat, because I think I wasn't too, like, freaked out going into it, but then, you know, we all know how producers set up with the giant room with the chairs when everybody first goes in an audition. I did not realize how big the studio was until it was my turn to walk into audition, and I was like, oh, dang, that's... A lot of chairs, a lot of people looking at me. That's, yep, that's a famous person. That's a famous person. I am on camera. 
and I don't know how to feel. Yeah, it was intimidating. Very intimidating. But, you know, again, I did the best I could. I wound up in B rank. So, I mean, that's it's pretty good for someone who didn't speak Korean at the time. But, uh, man, if I could go back and tell my younger, younger self, I'd be like, hey, I know your mom doesn't remember Korean, but that's not going to stop you from learning. You should start learning Korean when you're younger, but can't do that now. You know, no taxi backsies. So, yeah. <laughs> oh, sorry. I was like, just like intensely like, oh, back in the day, little me watching Produce 48 and being oh, like, gosh. yes, I'm rooting for Alexa. <laughs> then, and then uh, if people watch the show, um, we know what happens, but <laughs> we also all know like where you are now mm. again. Another thing that I'm just like plucking out facts from my brain and all that stuff is that you actually do a couple of TikTok videos that I would say are considered quite niche in quotations <laughs> yes but i love them i love them everywhere like one example is like you literally recreating like a core which i was not oh. expecting at all and then you like hopping in right into the trend of ariana debose like i'm like i'm so shocked when i just saw it on my like for you page i was like Oh my god, the Alexa! <laughs> and I guess just something cute to like think about is just what has been like your favorite like videos or sort of like trends that you've seen mm. online lately. Um, here's the thing. So my for you page is very very niche, as we said earlier. <laughs> um, you know, I don't really know what the trends are to be honest, because like I see my friends do dance challenges and I'm like, oh, I didn't know this was trending, or like there's a new sound that everyone's using, and I'm like, oh. I didn't know this was trending because I just get very obscure humor and like weird artsy things on my For You page. And uh, yeah, I don't really know what the trends are. That's why I feel like I'm in touch with the Gen Z, but I'm also very out of touch with the Gen Z. I don't, I don't know. I learn something new every day and I'm like, why did I just not learn this? What's like an example of like you like flipping your phone and just like going to what would be like a typical video you would see in the Alexa FYP page? Um, oh man, that's a good question. Probably somebody dressed up in like, I don't know, a broccoli suit and then like making some horrible sketch comedy about like why broccoli is necessary. But then he also probably owns a carrot costume. I don't know. I, it's really weird niche stuff. Really weird niche stuff. And I guess I kind of speak about costuming, but not saying that you do costuming into this level. But you have done, like, some cosplay that pique my interest, oh, particularly really? Miss Nana from the anime Nana, which no. I still need to finish watching. <gasps> you haven't finished it? I'm on, like, episode 30-something. Like, no. I, it's, like, peak drama, but, like, <laughs> I know it gets even more as later we say on. in america get her done get her done <laughs> watch it finish it oh my god oh my gosh and then there's also like obviously jinx from arcane i think yes. that's like a reoccurring character you've done oh yeah recently tiffany valentine as well from yes. the oh my god she's a bit of a horror fan oh yes and i guess i'm just curious has there been like a piece of media that you would like love to cosplay in the future Oh, man. I mean, I missed the boat because it was years ago. And, and granted, I did it at my local convention back in the day. But I really want to do a full-fledged Harley Quinn cosplay one day. Mm. Uh, you know, the Suicide Squad one was the one that everybody and their mom did. Yes. But uh, I don't know. Her design in the new film is nice. But I'm really hoping that, you know, they take steps forward and include her newer designs like that are in the comics, like the new 52 and everything. Because mm. she has some really nice designs. So I really hope to see those represented in the movies in the future by Miss Margot Robbie because, oh, I love her. Didn't J Jesse, you have questions to ask about it. She asked it. Oh, oh. apologies. Oh, okay. my God. Oh, no, 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 no,
question. Oh, oh, I, I, I did want to ask a question though. So like, there are a lot of people that do dance covers of your yes. your your songs as well. But as someone who did come from a background of doing dance challenges and dance covers, mm-hmm. how does that feel to have people now cover oh, your music? Man. It's 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 crazy. I mean, there's like this word in Korean like budutada, which is like I don't really know how to translate it into English properly, but it's just it just makes your heart feel all fuzzy and warm. It's like kind of like the aww kind of feeling. It's like dang, you know, this is what I used to do, and now people are taking inspiration from me and covering my songs. It's just it's the circle of life, you know. <laughs> it's just so cool, and I'm so grateful every day that people do these things. Have you seen that community change since you were involved in that? Yeah. I mean, I feel like if I were to name off some people I was friends with in the community, everyone would be like, oh my God, I remember them. Because like back when I used to do dance covers, the community, I think mainly on Instagram wasn't that big because we did not have TikTok yet. TikTok was not a thing. Instagram was the main place to do dance covers and YouTube. Mm. It was not a big community, but now it's like... Literally, anytime I'm on my Explore page, even though I don't follow, like, cover dancers, I will always have cover dancers on my Explore page. It's just grown exponentially, and I think it's just so cool that so many people now just love K-pop. Melbourne has a very big K-pop cover community as well. Like, a very big I've community. I've noticed. Because they love filming in public as well. So, uh-huh. if you outside, like, near RMIT and the State Library around mm-hmm. there as well, there are a lot of people who do dance covers in public here. Really? It's really cool, yeah. Because I think I've seen a few videos from dance crews, whether they were from... Or Melbourne, but uh, just somewhere in Australia. I know I've seen covers done from Australian fans, but like, dang, okay, so the cover game in Melbourne is strong. Okay. I keep saying Melbourne. I know it's Melbourne. Sorry. I'm not Australian. I I think you'll get like a nice pause moment. Thank you. It's okay. Uh, I guess like as we're like reaching towards the end of this interview I think something that a lot of people when they think about the name Alexa some of like people's introduction to you might have been from your podcasting days that you actually did way back with Dye Studios and stuff and like the concept that you did for again the show for the listeners who don't know is how did I get here and you basically are like deep diving into like every single topic across Mm -hmm. the sun I guess something I'm very curious about was, like, have you ever had, like, a topic that you would just love to, like, dive deep into that level in the future? Ooh, you know, I... Yeah, wow, that's a question I was not prepared for. You caught me (laughs) off guard. You caught me off guard. But in the future, I think I'd really like to delve into... I don't know, maybe just the mechanics of the human brain, because humans are such interesting creatures. Like, honestly, we're 70% water. We're literally just walking bags of water. We're basically slugs. I don't know where this is going. (laughs) But (laughs) just the mechanics of the human brain and why it does the things it does, I think it'd be a fun podcast series to delve into. And would you ever want to, like, I guess kind of in the future maybe create, like, a podcast where you're kind of the main host? (gasps) Or do you want to have, like, a series of hosts? I mean, I think it would be fun. Alexa's dream podcast. My dream podcast. (laughs) It would be really fun to start a podcast again because I've, from what people told me, I have a radio voice. True. I don't know. That's just what people (laughs) have told me. So I'm like, thank you. I'll take it. But um, having my own podcast will be fun. Co-hosting with someone will be fun. Cough, cough, dive studios. Call me back. <laughs> it's been me so long. Like... I miss you. I miss you. It's not you. It's me. I miss you. <laughs> Call me back. And I guess as, once again, as I mentioned, as we're reaching like towards like the end of the interview, I think quite a lot of people... Um, when they see you and like your trajectory and all of your success, they kind of see you as like, I want to be like her or like she's like my role model. And I guess I'm just very curious if you had any sort of like advice for mm. maybe any like young Asian talent somewhere out there, Melvin, 
Australia, elsewhere who are tuning in that want to follow your footsteps. They want to、mm-hmm. make waves in the K-pop or just like the music industry in general. Ooh, okay. <sighs> For one,、uh, don't let a language barrier stop you because language is always something you can learn.、Uh, also, don't let a lack of skill set ever stop you. You might be a phenomenal singer, but maybe you lack in dancing. You can always learn how to dance, and vice versa. Uh, also, don't let your ethnicity stop you. You know, no matter what Asian race you are—Eastern Asian, Southeast Asian—you know, there's always going to be a place for you in the market. I mean, look at Eighty Eight Rising. Like, it's such a diverse, like, not a company, but like, you know, a diverse bunch of artists that come from all over, like, with Asian heritage. And it's just like, there's so much opportunity for representation out there. And I promise you, if you look and you work hard enough, you will find it. That was just well. That was so beautiful. I don't know about Ethan, but I was like, that just touched. It's inspiring. That, yeah, that just like touched my heart. <laughs> I, was, I was like, damn, maybe I will continue to chase my dreams. Yeah, chase your dreams, <laughs> never stop. Don't give up. Don't give up. <laughs> but again, thank you so much, Alexa, for joining again. Ethan, myself, Jessie, our EP behind the scenes、Hello. as well on this very exciting interview here on Asia Population on Sin, and I guess that's like a final remark. I don't know if anybody wants to do the little closing statement. Oh, not closing statement. Oh yes. Didn't Alexa want to sing a song? Which song? Which song? Which song? Which song? Which song? I guess we'll go with a little bit of Wonderland. Just heart filling up. I think I'm in trouble. Bet that you let me down. My double off with the red. Stop thinking I love you. Wonder if we had a chance. Maybe back in Wonderland. Gosh, that was very surreal to witness in real life. Oh my god! Well, thank you. And again, thank you so much, Alexa, for joining us here in the studios in real life time. And I hope you have a fantastic like Melbourne show and like the rest of your tour, career, everything. Just thank you so much for joining us. Thank、It、you. It honestly means the world. Oh my god! I wish the same to you with your careers and your life and student activities and everything. May blessings be upon all of you. Oh my gosh! Been blessed by Alexa. <laughs> my, my life has reached a peak. <laughs>